The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. I'm here. I got to do I got to do a show because my guest, you know, great friend of mine, I love when he's on, but today I'm not going to love it. I guess Abe, you there, Abe? Yeah, I'm here. James, how you doing? How's everybody? I don't know if I want to do this show with you today, you know. I'm just, uh, I just can't. You got hey. to do it, James. You got to do James, it. James. Suck it up. I'll tell you what, if, if the Cowboys would have lost to the Eagles, I would have had to come on here and, and try to explain that, so... <laughs> ah, you won't put it that way. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start off. I know we got we got another guest supposed to call in Nancy Glass to play with Seattle, so we we'll get his take too. Hey, when he come on, and I guess guarantee you, Wayman gonna call in. We already know that, right, Chris? I can't wait for him to call in. So, but we'll start off with you, Abe, until you know everybody call in. Is that okay with you? I'm 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 good. Well, I want to start off with, you know, uh, sitting here watching that game, you know, um, I think I count my chickens before they ask because I think in the third I text you and I was smiling like saying, you know, I can't wait to see you in that Eagle jersey and Dallas just came back. That game to me, you know, it was a good game and I think Eagles frustrated um, Prescott, called his number. And I think they just uh, outplayed themselves and lost that game. What do you think, Abe? Well, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I got your text, and uh, I was watching the game uh, when I got your text, and it wasn't looking too good. You know, it was looking like uh, it might be going the way of the Eagles. And, uh, you know, uh, I was a a little hesitant to uh, respond. Uh, And, uh, you know, I had to work early the next day, so I – after I got that text, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to have to try to explain this one to James now. And uh, I end up shutting the TV off thinking, well, you know, they uh, hopefully they can get something out of this and, and maybe make something out of it. You know, hopefully it won't be too bad that uh, they get they get beat. But uh, it's like you said, you know, they, they, they I think they had his number. They, they, uh, they put some pressure on him and, and made it kind of tough for uh, Prescott to, to deliver the ball and get the job done like he needs to. Uh, but uh, when I woke up in the morning, and I first thing I did is when I woke up, I, I looked at my phone to, to see what the score was, and sure enough, the Cowboys did it. And I said, 
about them cowboys? And uh, so I came to work, and, you, you know, uh, you were off that day, so I didn't get a chance to talk to you and, uh, until t- this morning. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy that, uh, that it happened the way it did. You know, unfortunately, the, the Eagles didn't win, but, hey, you know, the, they get to play them again here real soon. So they got another shot at it, and we'll see how that one goes. What did you see going on in that game, Chris? You watched well, it. Well, I, I, yeah, I did watch it. And the one thing that, that showed me was this is the first game that Prescott was actually shown that, to be a rookie. So the Eagles yeah. actually showed that he was a rookie. And beyond that, you know, he, Prescott had been very, you know, on, on top of everything and, and, and very, uh, you know, knowing what he was going to do. He was, he was baffled. You know, through through about the first three quarters of the game, you know, he th- was throwing a couple interceptions. He was, you know, out of the pocket a lot. You know, he 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 was he was having to move and and overthrowing his his receivers. So this was very unlike unlike him in the past. Let me ask you another question. You can ask the first eight, and then you, Chris. But you know, okay. these are the type of games that you see teams win, like Dallas. And they go on to you know get into the Super Bowl because they, they say no matter how you win, you win. It's about one point you win, and this is like how uh, Panther was doing last year. Some game they was coming back winning and winning ugly. They call it. Do so y'all see Dallas as that team that's going to be the NFC going to the Super Bowl eight? Well, you know, uh, as far as you know, winning ugly. I mean, there's a lot of teams. That, you know, we we could take. Uh, the Broncos, for instance, and I, I could say that, you know, a couple, a few, uh, at least a handful of games last year that they played were, were not the greatest, you know, and they still were able to, to pull out the, the win, you know, and uh, so uh, a lot of times I guess it's not how you win, it's, it's the fact that you want, you know, uh, and, you know, uh, as far as the Cowboys, you know, uh, continuing this success, you know, I'm hoping that that, that is the case for them. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully they're not all ugly wins uh, like like this last one. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it has to be a team effort, and it has to be, uh, you know, you can't just rely all on one guy to get the whole job done, you know. And I think, you know, with their running game, as far as Ezekiel Elliott goes, you know, I think if they, they uh, get into trouble, hopefully they can rely a little bit on that, and, and that that can get them out of some of the the uh, ugliness, you know, and uh, and and continue on, you know, to to win games. Yeah, I. Funny, if, if you'd have asked me this about a week ago, I'd have said. No, it, it's Miami or Minnesota. Minnesota's who's going to be with the the NFC. But in the last two weeks, what we've seen, you know, there's a good shot that it's it, it's going to be the Cowboys. You know, I hard hard to say at this point because again, there's still a lot of games left and a lot of things yeah. that can happen. Yeah, but guys, think about it. Who's the dominant team? Like last year, Carolina, we've seen like, hey, they're going to be one Super Bowl with dominant. You don't see nobody in the NFC. I mean, um, Green Bay ain't playing that good. Carolina, 
Um, Minnesota just dropped, you know. So, so the only team you can look at really now is Dallas, right? I mean, am I wrong or right, guys? Uh, I think you're right. I mean, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stick with it, you know, but uh, you know, it, it's hard not to when you when you're a Cowboys fan, you know. So, uh, like I said, I as long as they keep winning and doing what they're doing, you know, uh, sticking to the, the game plan that that they have, you know, uh, I, I think they 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 got a uh, like Chris said a really good shot at it. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's the case. Yeah, yeah, they they they're actually number two in the power ranks this week behind behind New England. So and, and, you know, and they moved up. In the, they moved up in that ranking, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're now number two. So they yeah. they've impressed a lot of people. So well, as long ahead. as they continue to do what they do, and I I I don't see why they're not going to be there. Well, I just gotta say, hey, you know, I couldn't show my face when I seen you, but you know, but it ain't over yet. We gonna get y'all because y'all was home, uh, so right. we'll be home next time. So home field, big thing. Yep. True. And and, ahead, and we know that Philadelphia is hard to to beat at home. That's that is they are tough. Absolutely, and you know, like I said before, you can't take a division uh, rival game. In, you know, granted, tough to come in with a strong game plan, stick to their plan, and. You is it my song or is I think it's Gabe. Hey, hey. Yeah. You're going yeah. in and out. Okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, just try to, you know, play every down for what it's worth and, and get everything done the way you need to and, uh, uh, you know, uh, just make it happen. Well, you know what? I, I, I think what, what Wayman's been saying all along, we can only hope that Jerry Jones comes in and messes it all up. Right, James? <laughs> I don't care about that, Dallas. I just don't want them to beat the Eagles. I didn't know I was going to CA. I almost took off for a whole week. So, 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 so you're to blame for actually, actually you know, count, counting your chickens before they hatch and started saying, oh, they're winning. <laughs> Yeah, I did text him. I ain't gonna lie, I did text him on that, and I was smiling. He didn't respond, though, Chris. He didn't respond. He knew not to. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll tell you, I didn't respond because I, you know, I didn't. It didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't look good at all. You know, from that that point of view. But you know, like I said, I had to work early the next day, so I ended up shutting the shutting the game off. And uh, you know, to my surprise, when I woke up in the morning and looked at the score, I was. I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I saw that, that they uh, had uh, had won. So, yeah, it was it was a big surprise. It was uh, Eagles were pretty dominant the first three quarters. Uh, the, the last quarter is what you know. It's like they shot themselves in the foot, and Absolutely. and they weren't moving the ball as much as as Philadelphia should have, and that was that was the problem. Hey, Chris Newell, kiss the next match. I'm sorry, boy. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> it was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> but I was but I was happy with for the Cubbies. You know, I was like, well, you just got the Cubbies to win. <laughs> hey, go Cubs, right? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Your questions. I know you got some. So okay, we talked a little bit about Minnesota Vikings. 
You know, I don't know if you heard yeah. today, but uh, their offensive quarter, uh, coordinator, North Turner, resigned yesterday or today. Yeah. You know, following yes. their second straight loss. So that's going to be a huge impact on their offense. Um, my question is, moving forward, you know, what, 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 what's, what's Minnesota going to do? I mean, they, they've, they have problems. Well, you know, I, I think they started off pretty good, and then uh, over the, last, the course of the last couple of games, uh, things kind of went sour for them. And now, the, you know, their offensive coordinator uh, resigned. And uh, honestly, to tell you the truth, I feel like it's, it's uh, only going to make things worse for them because now you have, uh, you, know, the, you know, whoever they have stepping in uh, to replace him, They've got to take on a whole new role, and that's you know, in in order to get that up to speed, that you know, that's that I think that's going to be tough for them. That 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 could potentially be uh, pretty pretty tough for for a team to recover from something like that. So hopefully they come come in with a, a, a strong game plan, you know, and uh, they they can get up to speed, you know, uh, like they need to, and it works out for them, but. Uh, I, I I think potentially it, it it could be pretty drastic. So, hey, let's be real. This show is not tested. You can say what you want to say. You ain't got a lot of LOD. They <laughs> knew that Sam Bradford was that word. A we use bum. Everybody was all over him talking. About, oh, he's great. He's a Jewish. He's a bum. A you know that word we use, and it's starting to yeah, show. You gonna blame that on that coordinator? Come on, man. Coordinator gives you the plays. The players execute the plays. Somebody had to take the fall for that, so that's why he stepped down. Sam Bradford been a bum when he came in the league. When he was with the Rams, he been a bum when he was with the Eagles. He been a bum when he there, and it showed. Hey, you know it. How how many games did they win though? How many games did they win? And how many you know games you know was it before he threw an interception? I mean, they, they were doing great, you know, and then all of a sudden it just. Turns off, off. You know? yeah. They, they, they yeah, won the first five games. Chris, you know offense. So, if you go win the first five games, then two games lose. You just don't say, okay, off for the corner in two games. I can see it been the whole season. Right. Come on. Right. Somebody right. ain't executing the plays. Okay, your lines hurt. Right. Okay, cool. Okay, you blame that. He's rushing. Now you blame this, but with the first five games, everything was wholesome. You know, oh, we great. Blah blah blah. He's rejuvenated his career. He's a bum, Abe, and Chris, y'all know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that, but Sam Bradford actually rejuvenated that team quite a bit because they were they were down when when they lost when they lost their their their, uh, their quarterback. You know that that was that was very very painful for them. And then he comes in and 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 they he's throwing the ball and and they're they're scoring touchdowns and winning games. Their defense is up, so I'm well, not going to say that he's a bum. What did they do the last two games? They lost. Okay. And then off to the Bears. Come on, eight. Now, that one, I, I, I don't understand that one, but all I can say is, is the offensive line is, is not good. Um, and, and the Bears, the they, they had a great game plan, and they, they, they executed it perfectly. He's a bum. Abe, you know it. <laughs> he's been a bum since he's been in the league. Anytime you're complaining about, you got – all this money to play about um, competing with a quarterback, talk about you shouldn't have to, you're a bum. Yeah, I, I don't know. On, I, so, something definitely was, was not right, you know, in the game plan. 
you know, something was not either executed correctly or, you know, they, they just, they didn't have the right plays at the right time. So, you know, uh, and, and for the, you know, for the offensive coordinator to just up and call it quits, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, you know, if it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say who to blame on something like that, you know, but, uh, Obviously, he felt like he he was a big part of it, or otherwise he wouldn't have quit. You know, I mean, no, he took the blame. He's like, "Fuck it, it's on me. I'm gonna step down." You know. Well, that that seems to happen with quite a few teams. I mean, that was another thing I was going to talk about. Is uh, there in um, you know the all the offensive coordinators? Because here, Buffalo, you know, they they ended up firing their their offensive coordinator this week. Jacksonville Jaguars also. Fire their offensive coordinator, and when Buffalo Bills did it, it's it's kind of like they that all of a sudden they had a, a refreshed thing going on, and they started winning. They won like the next four games. You know, <laughs> Jacksonville are they going to be able to do that? Before you answer, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll answer that question. We'll take a break. All right, this is James right. and Dallas Abe. I gotta say it. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. I've stepped in for a moment for James. He had to walk away for just a little bit. He'll be right back. Um, in the meantime, we have our guest, Abe on. Hey, Abe. Hey, how you doing? Good. So you're you're really happy, aren't you? Oh man, I'm, I couldn't be happier because James, you know, he would have never let me let it live it down oh, if the never, Eagles would have beat never. the Cowboys. And, and, so. and your wife's happy because Oakland, Oakland, hey, you know, here they, they went down there and they they beat was Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay. Yes. So, and uh, wow. So and we're looking forward to uh, 
you know, playing the Broncos this weekend. Careful now. I think that's, Careful now. <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to be, uh, honestly, I think that's going to be the game to watch here. It is. Uh, it, coming it, up, yeah, that's so. what I heard. It's supposed to be the, 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 the top, top game to watch this week. Yes. So Sunday Night Football, everyone turn your TVs to it to watch. That's right. So it'll no, be interesting. There you are. Oh, the Eagles. <laughs> You're back hey, on. Sir, I got to look up Abe every day, so what that tell you? <laughs> I know. Hey, you got you to gotta make it work somehow, don't you? Yeah, see that smile he gives me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, I'd smile back and say, you know what? You know, the, the, there's a second chance. You know, they got they got to come play him at Philadelphia next time. So, I got to get this Cowboy jersey and wear it to work. Unbelievable. Well, I, I hope Sean hears and sends it to you. Yeah. Keep it on all year. Uh oh, Wayman, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm great. I'm just listening in the background, and you know, like I said, I'm the prophet. I, we had a discussion last week about which quarterback you would like in the clutch and going to propel your franchise uh, forward, and it almost was like they read my mind, or at least I read their mind, because that's exactly what Dak Prescott did when the chips were down. Do you want to talk You're about the Redskins, though? What's that? you want to talk about the Redskins? You know what? Um, I'm starting to think like some of these other sports casters and think that they should do away with kickers. Um, you know what? That's that's what I was going to talk about. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous what's going on. You guys lost four points for, on that game because of the kicker. Well, you know, we lost four points on that game, and then uh, the week preceding, we lost to um, Detroit by three when he also missed another field goal, um, which mm. which drastically affected the outcome of that game. So, I mean, it. it I don't... In reality, want it taken away because it does add intrigue, and they're not automatic now. But it definitely uh, does not feel good when you're on the other side of that. So, well, let me ask you this: so, so that's something Abe and I were talking about during during a little bit about the Redskins game and the tie that they they ultimately came out being um, has to do with with. How they played. I, I, the first, I watched the game. I, okay, so I, I, I got up early Sunday morning. I watched the game. First half, the Redskins, I thought, looked really good. Second half, they didn't look so good. And Cincinnati just took advantage of it. What do you think? I think the, the, the issue, um, even in the Dallas game, that the Redskins have had um, for the past couple of seasons continues to plague them. The Redskins, like you said, first half drove all up and down the field, but they don't score touchdowns, or they rarely score touchdowns, and they didn't score any touchdowns in the red zone. Um, we had some nice long passes where people turned those into touchdowns. Um, the Josh Reed touchdown where he broke away from about 30 yards out. Um, Crowder where a blatant face, face mask wasn't called, but once we get in the red zone, I mean, I can remember watching a Dallas game and we threw three or four fades to Jock Dawson uh, that we didn't complete. Um, and then he also threw the, the pick in the end zone, and that's when everybody was calling for the backup and everything else. The Redskins cannot score in the red zone, which um, increases the pressure on us to have a solid kicker. Um, so it, they don't go hand-in-hand. Hand. If you're not scoring points or scoring touchdowns, 
it, it would behoove the Redskins to have a very accurate kicker, which we don't um, have. And, and the Redskins, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, um, as much as I love my team, outside of Josh Norman, um, we couldn't cover you know, a, a wet blanket. And, and, and so we're going to struggle. I think the Redskins are going to be in any game that they're in because of their offense, but their defense is always going to allow the other team, like it did Cincinnati, to creep back in the game. Abe, let, let, let me ask you something. You know, and, and, and Wayman, I've, you, know, I've, you, you kind of hit upon this with the kicking game, but, you know, yeah, there's been a lot of misses in the point after attempts as well as field goals, which... You know, Wayman, you, you felt it the last couple of weeks. So these are hindering teams in scoring. You know, so what should be done? Should they go back to, how, to where they used to kick the field goals at? Or, you know, just hope that in the future the kickers just get better aim? Abe, what do you think? Well, you, well you know, it's like, uh, like you said, you know, it makes it really tough to win a game just by kicking field goals. And if you're not capitalizing, you know, the first downs on, you know, uh, making uh, – uh, touchdowns and scoring points that way. I mean, uh, you know, he, he's got a point. Absolutely, has a point there. I mean, look at the the Raiders. The Raiders missed two field goals. You know, and uh, Janikowski. I mean, he never misses field goals. I mean, or very rarely does he miss miss a field goal. You know, and th- and those are two field goals that could have won the game for him, I believe. You know, so uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, they 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 definitely put put it out there to make it, uh, you know, the point after tougher on the teams, uh, and, and it's definitely working. So, uh, you know, uh, I say, you know, keep it the way it is. But as far as, you know, uh, teams tying, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about that, that whole deal. You know, I think there should be some, some deciding factor that says, hey, you know, this team uh, is, is dominant over the other team. And uh, so I, I don't I don't think that uh, you know letting two teams tie is necessarily uh, the way to go. So give me time to snack on this uh, eagle sandwich. Uh, <laughs> I said this eagle sandwich. Carson Wentz is who, exactly who I've been saying he is. I mean, if you watch that game, he completed what was it twenty two of twenty five passes between one and five yards. And when Dallas finally decided to press up on those receivers, Carson Wentz, he can't do it in a clutch because people aren't going to let him just complete passes two, three yards down the field. I mean, Darren Sproles is happy because this will extend his career for another two or three years. But if I'm a receiver on the Eagles, I want to get traded to somebody that can give me the ball downfield. Mike, are we on break? Can we take a break now, Mike? I think we are on break. I was just telling you that in your ear. Yeah, can break right now? Hey, Mike, um, Chris. Um, yeah. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. 
formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with Loving That Sports Talk, and I'm my guest, Abe and Wayne. Are you guys there? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, uh, we just waiting on. We had to drop a line because uh, Nancy Glasgow uh, played for Seattle Seahawks. Was trying to call in. Uh, we try to get input on what's going on with the Seattle. Uh, let me ask you guys before we get on. Raymond Gay, what's going on with Seattle? I mean, they kind of playing like the Panther. Is it Russell Wilson? They talk about he's hurt. What do you guys think? Hey, you want to go first? Uh Man, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I, I, that's why I was uh, hesitant to to jump on that one. You know, uh, I haven't had a chance to to see too much of, uh, you know, their games and how they're playing and what they what they're doing. Uh, I haven't followed them all that that much, but uh, yeah, definitely something's going on there. Uh, and hopefully, they can get it together to to try to win some more games. But uh, I don't know. Raymond? I think it's a combination of two things. Um, well, two and a half things. Um, the first being, and I brought it up on the show before, any team 
that pays their quarterback over $20 million a year is going to regress. Everybody talks about how great Aaron Rodgers is. Before he got that $20 million, they had more pieces on that team, and he won a Super Bowl. After they started paying him $20 million, they've not even sniffed a Super Bowl since. The only person to even get close was Brady, and he took a pay cut um, so that Wes Welker uh, could be resigned, and that didn't wind up happening. But any team, you look at um, what's the quarterback in Baltimore? Um, Baltimore's quarterback got a $20 million bump in pay after they won the Super Bowl. Not been even close to the Super Bowl since. Um, all these teams out there giving these quarterbacks $20 million contracts cannot afford to um, have depth that you need on an on NFL team. Um, and so Seattle has a porous offensive line. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Russell Wilson is hurt, so that's another factor, combined with the fact that even at this trade deadline for November 1st, they can't afford to go out and get a Joe Thomas from Cleveland um, to help their offensive line. They have talent. They still have those same receivers that they've had. Russell Wilson is still back there, able to sling the ball, and probably is even more so of a passer now than when he was when he won the Super Bowl. But he doesn't have any protection. If you guys watch that Arizona game, he was running for his life on every single play. And you combine that with the fact that he's not completely healthy, it's no wonder that offense isn't doing much. Hey, wait a minute. You said something pretty good. I was trying to convince A with that. You know, with, with um, Prescott, teams start to catch on to. They look at films, and after week seven, eight, you know what I mean, Raymond and Abe. I'm telling you, that's what I'm trying to tell Abe when they were there. Philly caught on to what they was doing. Philly just lost that game, but they had uh, Prescott. They had him. You know, and I was telling them about Denver. People catch on with that defense. You know, they mm-hmm. sit there. You watch some film on how to beat. Do you guys agree with that, Abe? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, to a certain degree, I mean, uh, you know. Come on, Abe. Come on, Abe. You know, at game after game, if they're, if they're playing the same plays and they're they're running the same game like they're running the week before, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, teams are going to catch on to that and they're going to look for that stuff. Uh, but uh, you, you got to be able to – you got to be versatile. you got to be able to adjust on the fly, I think, you know. And, and if it's, you know, not quite working for you in that respect, you know, you switch you switch it up just a little bit, and and, and hopefully that that uh, that's enough to to pull in a win. Wayman, come on, Abe, Abe, tell the truth, Wayman. You know, I, I think he he is to a certain extent. For me, week seven, week eight, you are who you are. Um, you, you the trade deadline is passed. You're not going out and getting any more players. Uh, you just now spent the whole summer. Uh, early fall, uh, implementing your offense and defense. So it's not like you're going to all of a sudden scrap your offensive plan, scrap your defensive plan. You run the system that you're running. Dak Prescott hey. is Dak Prescott, and and he's going to be Dak Prescott for the rest of the year. But is Dak say, Prescott? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me say this way, I mean, cut you off, but me and okay. talk about this. How in the heck your NFL team players and you can't get and score a field goal with 15 minutes. Get on the side, get to the 30 or the 50 to score a field goal. Remember we talked about that, that Arizona and 
And um, uh, Washington, man. Was it Washington they yeah. tied? Who tied that game? Arizona yeah. and Seattle. Come on. Yeah. You can't. Come on, man. Yeah, but see, you, you know, what, 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 is, what hasn't been brought up on the show, at least I don't think it has, is Philadelphia, though they didn't miss a field goal, they were in a position to kick one towards the end of that game that would have made it impossible for Dallas to come back and tie. But they punted instead because they didn't trust their field goal kicker. And see, it, 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 a lot of times, even though we don't think about it, it comes down to kicking that field goal or not having enough confidence in who's kicking that field goal to actually go ahead and kick it. So Philadelphia punts the ball. Instead of going up 10, potentially, Dallas comes all the way down and scores that touchdown to send it into overtime. If you have more confidence in your kicker, if you have Dallas's kicker, you roll the dice and kick that field goal. So, you know, and A, and, and A, I touched on it a little earlier, where you, 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 it, it does put points at a premium, and it does put pressure on teams, especially like Washington, which is, I think, dead last or close to dead last in red zone efficiency in turning uh, those field goals into touchdowns or those field goal tries into touchdowns because we don't have a very good kicker. You know, funny, I remember my first year of Philly, and uh, we was out there practicing. I remember this quote from Buddy Rouse where I can remember as he was standing next to me, he was on the field, he was standing next to me, and he looked over at me, and he was turning his whistle, he said, love him. I looked at him and said, yes, coach. He like, look at those five motherfuckers over there. The kickers and fun, they just be sitting over there. Because they don't practice until the end of the, you know how that is, Raymond, and, and, uh, hey, and in the practice when they call, you know, field goal. And they just sit over there. He goes, look at those ladies. He said, those are the size people on the team, and they get paid. That's his exact word, I'm telling you. <laughs> he said, they're the sorriest people on the team. <laughs> well, you know, we used to we used to at the University of Wyoming under Coach Tiller, we used to use our kickers after an incident as tackling dummies. Um, it was it was snowing really bad one day, and in order for the kickers to be able to kick in in in, in inclement weather, we sent them inside so they could practice their kicking. Well, when we went inside, they had ordered Domino's and were eating pizza and drinking soda while they were kicking. Um, and from then, and from then on, Coach Tiller made them come outside and just stand in the cold all practice, um, <laughs> even though they kicked at the beginning of practice and at the end of practice. So they'd have to stay out there hours in the cold. And if we ever needed an extra running back for a drill, uh, it wasn't our starting kicker, but our backup kickers got punished. Yeah, I'm telling you, we <laughs> practice every day, eight, and they just be sitting on the dummy bag, just sitting there waiting to. And it was only at the end of practice when they do special teams, you know. And they get up and, I mean, I remember Buddy around like, look at those fireballs. Because <laughs> Buddy didn't care what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure he did. But, no, I mean, it, it is becoming, in today's NBA, NBA NFL, uh, you have to have uh, an automatic field goal kicker. And, and they even made mention of that during the Dallas Eagles game where, the Dallas kicker is as close as you can come to automatic. And they don't, they get in a certain position on the field and they know they're coming away minimum three points. And other teams have to take more risks and chances. I think that kind of leads to some of Kirk Cousins' interceptions because he's trying so hard to score touchdowns because he knows 
we don't score a touchdown here, you know, that if you watch that Redskins game, it's the equivalent of an extra point that he missed. So if you can't make an extra point, there's no way we can trust you uh, with, with kicking on a regular basis. Well, we'll keep talking to me as we call it. I don't know why he probably busy, but um, I got another question to ask you guys. We also here to talk about everything going on in the field. These players just don't get it. You know, you heard um, to leave, you know, in Dallas, shot itself, and now you hear um, Huff for the Eagles, pulled off for a gun, marijuana. When are these players going to get it that they ain't above the law? Because back in the days, you get away with that stuff. What do you guys think about now? These players just, why do you need to carry a gun? Hey? Well, uh, here's the thing. You know, I, I, uh, I and, and it's interesting you brought this up because I, uh, I read an, uh, an article just earlier today that, uh, they, they had polled players about, uh, about the league and, and their marijuana, uh, substance, uh, stance. And, uh, you know, a lot of the players, you know, basically said that, you know, they, they think the NFL should, should change, uh, the, uh, the stance just simply because there's a lot of players out there that are, uh, getting hooked on these, uh, painkillers, uh, and it's, it's negatively affecting them. Whereas marijuana is a little bit milder and, uh, a little bit, uh, safer, I think, than, uh, than some of these other uh, painkillers, you know, and uh, so, uh, you know, maybe they do need to look at the ruling and, and changing it. You know, uh, you know, a lot of these states in in the in the United States are, are starting to look at that that going that route. You know, Colorado's one of them. We know that here, uh, and uh, you know, uh, maybe it's just time to change. You know, uh, I don't know. Otherwise, you have to deal with that throbbing pain. I separated my shoulder my senior year, took painkillers. I was fine. Go out, bang on my shoulder again. It ached, take more painkillers. And, I, you know, the bottle says two. They tell me I can take six. 
So your body gets used to six, yeah. and then you don't want to yeah. take them anymore because you, you start feeling weird, and, and you, you're sick. You're physically sick because your body, uh, you know, needs that medication to, to feel okay and, and, and not have to feel that pain. And, and, you know, it was a rough couple of days for me. I didn't need to go to treatment or anything. I, I just knew I didn't want to feel like that or, or feel like I needed to depend on anything. But the other side of that is I, I think the NFL... Is, is a very hypocritical league where, yeah, you push painkillers. You know, Brett Favre's hooked on painkillers. Um, you show former athletes uh, promoting and pimping alcohol, but then you're very hypocritical when it comes to marijuana. Now, am I comfortable with athletes uh, using marijuana before games and in and, and games? Of course not. And, and I think the NFL would be foolish to... to to allow that as well. I mean, you, you open yourself up for all type of litigation. Um, it's okay to get high. So you got an NFL player that's high on the way to the stadium and crashes into a, a mother and child. Um, and, and not saying that that happens often, but it only takes one time or somebody's high and unaware and, 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 and breaks their neck during a game. Um, and, and even though it may have had nothing to do with them being high, if we found marijuana in somebody's system, just like if they found alcohol in your system, whether you are liable or not, that's where all the attention is going to be. So I think the NFL would be very foolish to allow players to play in the NFL knowingly taking marijuana. And I don't have any sympathy because, you know, Abe, you have a job. Love, you have a job. You read your job description. You know what the job entails. And if the job tells me I am not allowed to smoke weed, I am not allowed to smoke weed. I can't say, well, my friends smoke weed or in the state that I live in, they allow us to smoke weed or everybody else is smoking weed or look at the medicinal benefits of weed. If my job tells me no weed, after the fact, after I sign my contract and on the dotted line, I can't say, well, yeah, I know what I signed, but I still want to smoke weed. That's not how our society works. That's not how a contract works. And even if I sympathize or empathize with these NFL players, I'm not comfortable with people being high playing sports. Well, let me, let me, let me, I think I'm on, if I'm saying this right, Abe, I'm, I'm kind of on your side with this, but, man, you know, uh, when I was in Philly, I started off with two pills. I was taking 15 because they're telling me, you need to be on the field. So I was taking 15. Only that I stopped because my mom came out and she seen the effect I was having. I was hooked on that shit. I mean, I was, because I was hurt. I was popping no pills like candy because I was trying to play because I was like a rookie. I'm like, you know, I need to play. I need to stay on the field. So I was popping 15 at a time. I'm telling you what they was giving me. So what's the difference? Them giving me this, right? Um, Abe, these pills are pop and it's a drug. Then me smoking marijuana. Go ahead, Abe. Well, I mean, as far as the difference goes, is that what, you, is that what you're asking? It's a drug, right? We, it's a yeah, drug. I mean, <laughs> I, well, you know, I, honestly, I don't, you know, either way, yeah, I mean, you're still, you're still trying to, to, uh, to alleviate it one way or another, you know. Uh, but uh, as far as, you know, the getting hooked on uh, part of it, I, I feel like, you, you know, you're, you're probably a little bit, a little bit less likely to, to end up hooked on the marijuana than, you know, in uh, the prescription uh, opiates that you were probably taking, you know. Uh, but 
I don't think you know, so. I, I, what's that? I don't think so. I think marijuana saves drugs. It's, it's, it's been hooked on like other things. You don't think so? Well, no, I definitely I, don't think so. And, and I think the research is, has, has proven that out. I, I don't. They're even saying now that marijuana is not a gateway drug. Um, you know, it, it just it, it's it's all about what is acceptable in our society. Look at the. You tell me, Wayman, those things they're giving you for your shoulders is more potent than marijuana. It is, and it has more addictive <laughs> qualities. It, it can it can it can affect your liver, so it has more long term effect on you. It has addictive, you know. The only thing people are addicted to when they're on marijuana is, is maybe going to Wendy's late at night. Um, it, it's not; it doesn't have those addictive properties, and it and it and it does have some medicinal properties, uh, especially uh, when you're hurt and, and those type of things. It definitely has medicinal properties. But 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 like I said in one of my earlier points, nobody has a problem with alcohol. How many people die every year from alcohol? How many of these players? When 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 they get into domestic violence situations, are, are drunk. How, how many rape incidents in college did we find with these college players who've been out drinking, or or the woman has been drinking, and then you get into incidents where um, there's some type of sexual assault. But alcohol is socially acceptable in this country, so nobody says anything. Nobody says, "Oh well, he was drunk, so let's ban alcohol." Or, or let's not sell alcohol at the games. No, we sell it at the games. We make a profit on it, so we continue to push it. Our, our, our advertising is, is is dominated by beer sponsors. Um, and, and that doesn't make it right. It just is. Uh, nobody says players can't, you know, go have a drink after the game. That's what you want to do. You, you want to go to the club. Uh, uh, look at Tlaib from Denver. Where did he shoot himself? In the club. Drinking. And shot himself. But and, do we, we talk about how he was drunk? Trying, no. Wayman, we don't talk about Wayman, that. Wayman, that's, that's the point that you're trying to get across that's hypocritical, right? It is. It's very hypocritical. Yeah, yeah but I don't, if, um, like Abe like said, which, which I don't agree with you, Abe. I, I know what you're saying, but I still think if, if, if what they was giving me and what they give Wayman for the pain... The same people say they use marijuana for pain, marijuana for pain right? You hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, my age said, no, it's for the pain. It's the same thing. It's no different than saying, uh, well, they're getting up a more stronger. No, it's a drug, and you use it for that pain. Am I right? Well, let me... So, let me, so let why me, is it okay just... for these trainers to give me and women this, but we can't go out and smoke marijuana to make, you know, our, our eyes or, you know, what's the difference? Tell me. Let, let me, I, and I'm not a doctor, but, you know, uh, as far as uh, painkillers go, I, it, you know, a lot of them are made from opiates, and opiates are what's, uh, what's in heroin. And I think everybody knows how, how addicting heroin is and, and you know, how, how bad of an ec- epidemic that is in, in this country. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, which would you rather have? Would you rather have heroin or would you rather have marijuana? At that time, to get on that field, they could have shot me with dog shit I would have played. <laughs> because I wanted to play. Am I right, guys? I wanted to play. So where are going to heal me? You know, hey, shoot me with it. That's what I was telling them. Hey, what do I need to do to get back on the field? Because my knee messed up. You know, you need to take this. I, you I, take I understand that. I understand that. You see what I'm they saying? They need you to play. They need you to play. So 
you'll shoot up with anything. That's fine. But but don't be a hypocrite is all I'm saying. Don't say, yeah. you know what, we're going to shoot you over some stuff, which potentially you can get addicted to. Brett Favre is probably the most famous case where he was addicted to opiates and painkillers um, and could have seriously affected his career. Um, and, and then you have this harsh, hypocritical stance on marijuana. It, it, it's, it's totally hypocritical. Um, if I use marijuana for my aches and pains and bruises, and just because what you're doing, quote-unquote, is legal, does that make it right? Hey, well, that's 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 a hundred million dollar question right there. Is it right? Uh, you know, hello, I mean, gentlemen. This is uh, Nesby Glasgow. I guess you guys are having a long, drawn out discussion up, about alcohol and painkillers and, and and marijuana. Go hello, what you think, man? As they say, James, better late than never. Uh, you know, my take on it is that uh, probably one of the the reasons why I never took uh, painkillers. I, I took one shot, and that was the play on a broken ankle in 1987. Uh, but I never wanted to be addicted to anything, and pain was my friend. But I, I think when you start talking about alcohol, first of all, you're taking an opiate, you know. You're taking that in that situation because in order for you to perform on the football field, for a lot of guys, that's the only way they're going to be able to get back on that football field. When you look at alcohol, you are choosing to drink too much alcohol. So once you make that choice, there are choices, decisions, and consequences that we always make. And if you're going to drink and drink until you are inebriated, until you are drunk, uh, then you should still know the rules. You cannot legally have sex with a drunk woman. You really can't. So, you, so at the end of the day... If you are going to drink alcohol, know the rules, know the consequences of your actions, because even though you are drunk, you still have a little bit of control. But point being is that if you are going to drink, then, then that's a problem, especially, you know, if there are drunk girls around because you lose your self-control. And, but that's a situation that you know is going to happen before you start drinking. So I don't think you can really compare the two. Man, I'm glad you are. I'm sorry we got you on late, but glad to have you on again. But uh, what we're trying to say that you know, when we play, the trainer will give you all these pills to make you better. It's not the same a drug given with a person using marijuana. It's not the same as a drug, right? Well, I think the I think today, I mean, in, in today's world, they they've kind of crossed the line, at least with marijuana, to say that it, it you know marijuana has been found to reduce you know pain you know with a certain population, and you know it it does work to alleviate uh, uh, an individual's pain. Uh, you know, essentially, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt when we're getting shot up, you know that. Whatever that stimulant is, it's 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 going to take away the pain. Even it's going to, even if it takes away momentarily, it's going to take away the pain. But you know, and it's going to take it away right then and there. You know, marijuana is kind of a gradual, slow. You know, gets into your system, and then it eventually takes the pain away. But you know, when we're on the sideline getting shot up, 
That's that's immediate. But it's also you're getting shot up for a purpose to go out there and perform on the football field to actually continue to do your job. You know, you're you're taking the marijuana more times than not because it makes you relax. You know, you have a nice little cool, calm high, and you know the the reason why you take it more times than not are, are different. Uh, but I think you know we're at the point now where we've already allowed marijuana into society in, in terms of the, the legal side. You know, first it came in, you know, uh, you know, if you got this deal from a doctor, you can call any doctor and get it, and you can smoke real marijuana, you know, and, and, and now that's starting to even, you know, get pushed away, you know, and you can just smoke marijuana. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, just like alcohol, you need to have rules for marijuana. Okay, well... We got close with Nezzy. If you can come on next week, I'm going to call you this time and get you well, on. Call me. Well, usually it's a four or something number I call back on. The 888, it kept uh, just give me a busy well, I'll signal. I'll call you next so, week and we'll get you on the beginning so of the show. We can, we can check the technology on it, but I kept getting a busy signal. All right. Well, thanks, Ness. We'll see you next week. Um, uh, let's now. see. Let's see. Uh, Wednesday. That's the 8th, right? Yeah. Perfect. Then I'll right. be down for next Wednesday. I'm down like four flat tires and look forward to jumping on at the beginning so I have a little more, I guess, understanding of what the discussion is really truly about. Thanks again for having me, even though I was on for a short period of time. Take care, and I'll see you next week. I will be on the phone right. next week. Please. Thanks, man. Thanks, Raymond. Thanks, Age. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.